Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Julia Noons. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just fine. You know, it's getting ever closer to Christmas, a time of year that I really love because I like Christmas cheer and giving gifts. So despite the weirdness of the year, uh, I'm trying to make the best of it. (laughs) That is understandable. But we aren't here to talk about Christmas. Sadly, it's fine. Uh, We are here to talk about bad songs. Yeah. Of of which you have some. I I do. I, you know, I'm... I try to be kind to my previous self, but some of them mm. are subpar. <laughs> I mean, it happens to the best of us. That's what this podcast is all about. It does. Uh, when did you first start writing songs? Um, I first started writing songs in like, I guess, fourth grade. Um, I helped my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Falk, uh, write an adaptation of um of a musical, The Sound of Music, we turned it into The Sound of Stars as a educational tool for young children about space and planets. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Rewrote everything to be like relevant to space. Yeah, educating us as fourth graders about how space works. That is adorable. Did you, were you always interested in music? Yeah, um, you know, if you talk to my parents, they really love bragging about how I would like write songs in the grocery store, just like about the beans, you know? And what was your first in- instrument? Piano. I, uh, I used to like compete as a pianist as a young kid. Yeah, piano was my first instrument too. I didn't compete. I think recitals just made me so anxious. Yeah. So at a certain point, I stopped doing that and just started writing my own songs. I don't really know why that made me less anxious to do, but there's something about just playing piano in a silent, bright room that (laughs) was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You started writing songs in fourth grade. Did you, when did you eventually start um, doing things not in school or not with your teacher? Yeah, um, it's hard to remember which came first. I know I wrote... I think the first song that I wrote wrote was in like sixth grade, um, at, you know, like a classic uh, angsty friendship type of song where I just I couldn't get my feelings out any other way. So I wrote a song about it. And then I was in a ska band shortly after that, maybe like seventh grade. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, we we wrote classics such as Mexican restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was it, how many people were in the band? What did you play? I played piano. We had, it was a very, very short-lived band. I have to Mm -hmm. um, warn you. We had like five names and we were only together for like a few months. (laughs) Um, And I know that we had a horn player. I know that we had drums. Oh, fancy. And guitar. Um, and I feel like the, I, I feel like, like I wasn't the core of the band, like members came and went and, mm-hmm. um, there was a core band and I was not one of them. Like I was just in the band for a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then eventually it all fell apart anyways. So. <laughs> well, as those first bands often do. Those seventh grade bands really <laughs> those- don't make it. <laughs> 
Weirdly. Who knew? <laughs> All right. Well, you have a track to share with us today. Yeah. Um, but before we give it a listen, is there anything you want to say to intro it, when you wrote it, what it was about? Um. Yeah, let's see. It was a track that I later produced um, more to my liking, but honestly, never that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, which feels, you know, there are people who really love this song and I appreciate that so much, but especially this version. I mean, there's, there's plenty of story that go with this version. If you're, I don't know when is the appropriate time to tell that. Well, why don't you just tell it now? So this song is the first song that I wrote after I had already put out a record. So like my first big public record i had put it out um i was already famous on the internet and people um were like very into this first record and then i was Mm. already writing new songs and i was like well i have you know i I just finished recording like i probably won't record anytime soon but this producer had been reaching out to me through like you know picture back all the way back like I had a, a landline that was my record <laughs> label um, connected to my mom, the CEO of my record label. Love that. <laughs> and, um, and I had MySpace and I had YouTube messages. So this producer had been reaching out on like all fronts. And I won't say his name because it's not a great story, um, but <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't paint him well. Um, but he finally got a hold of my mom on the landline and was like, Hey, I want to produce Julia. Um, I've worked with all of these like people like John Mayer, Ben Queller, who was like one of my favorite musicians of all time at that point. And he had like a few other impressive people on his, you know, he's like, had produced all of these people that I was really maybe like Guster, I think. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, like, I just wrote this song, and this guy is so legit, and he invited me to New York City, and my mom was like, all right, my only stipulation is that you need to bring a friend. And I Mm -hmm. was like, okay. So I asked Facebook, my private personal Facebook, and this, like, acquaintance was like, oh, yeah, I'm driving to New York City. I'll take you, I'll drop you off. Um, You know, I kind of ignored my mom's orders to like stay with a friend. I was like, yeah, you can just leave me there. And uh, what proceeded to happen was one of the most strange, actually probably very classic, but for me at the time, strange interactions. I was expecting like, a a studio he had said I could sleep at the studio and that John Mayer used to sleep at the studio so I was like Uh okay great I get there and it's actually just his apartment no (laughs) and (laughs) and it's gross Uh. (laughs) and the picture that I that I sent you um that I think for the listeners will be the cover of this podcast that's a picture of me sitting on this dude's bed (laughs) Oh no. <laughs> um so this this acquaintance of mine did not leave, did not drop me off. Um 
I think pretty immediately, maybe just because this producer guy was wearing PJs and drinking white wine at 10 a.m. when we showed up. <laughs> he, he had the intuition to not leave me there. <laughs> that's, that's good. I'm very glad for that. Uh-huh. 1,000 red flags. <laughs> um, so he stayed and actually ended up pretending to be my boyfriend um, because this producer dude was um, pretty insistent that I sleep on the couch next to his bed. Uh. <laughs> um, and we were like, oh, we need to sleep together. And he was like, oh, I see. I see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. And recording with this dude was so wild. Like, mo- I was there for two days and I probably recorded for like 30 minutes. Um, I played through it on my guitar. Mm-hmm. I played through it on another smaller guitar. And I did some background vocals and then the main vocal. And then he was like mad scientist mode. He was like, I, I, I need to work. I need to, I, I need to put some sounds in. I'm not, I'm not really into chords lately. So I'm just working with <laughs> sounds. <laughs> oh man. I was like, okay, uh, cool. He like kicked us out of the apartment. I went to my first bar ever. That was fun. Um, exciting. It was very exciting. And uh, when I came back, he played me this track. And, um, you know, at the time, I was just so very, very, very acoustic. Like, I listen to this now, and I'm like, oh, it's, like, not that crazy. It's just, like, reverbed out, and there's, like, mm-hmm. a beat. Um, but at the time, I was, like you know, the the most percussion on my tracks was like snaps. So right. <laughs> I was like, so thrown off. And yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's the worst thing in the world now. But the experience is more, more the podcast worthy uh, deal with it. And the only people who have ever heard this track are my patron, Patreon people. Um, so the rest of the world has never heard this and, or this story. So I'm excited (laughs) for people to, um, experience this song. Yeah. An exclusive. That is a wild story. And I'm so glad that your friend stayed with you. Me too. Because what a nightmare. (laughs) I think... Yeah, I feel like probably there's a lot of people in the industry who have stories like that. I mean, it's so easy to be really excited when somebody drops some big names and you're like, oh, this is like so cool. You've worked with some people that like are, you know, idols to me. But people do really love to spin that kind of thing to make themselves seem more legit than they actually are. Yeah, I really um, now, you know, like I'm a full blown adult and I'm like, oh, boy, like none of that means anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And like. I really like to, when I talk to like younger artists who have advice, I'm like, man, you need to vet the people you work with. Yes. Like the number of horror stories. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be like he was a creep and really scary. It's like, if you don't like a person when they're tired and cranky, <laughs> then good luck making a record with them because you are going to be tired and cranky together on something that you care like probably a little too intensely 
about and uh it really it feels like the most high stakes thing that we really don't I mean at least I didn't put that much emphasis on like you know you're you're like dating someone musically absolutely I mean some like so many of those musical relationships really are like dating like bands that I've been in and had to like leave felt like a breakup you know like you're intensely like writing with these people performing with these people going on tour which can be an intense experience with these people you know birthing a a child aka an album together yes it is a lot albums are children they really are (laughs) you there is a gestation period and the birthing process can be, you know, that's a labor. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we give this track a listen then? Check it out. Love that oh, yeah. reverb. That was, that's what I was going to say. That reverb. I keep seeing. I can see how this would be really disconcerting, like if you if you were really super used to just like extremely acoustic stuff. Yeah, this felt like pop music to me, and I was like, I'm not this. Yeah. Did keep me sleeping good and tight. I can feel you through the floorboards. Oh, and I'm a little sick in my voice. I can hear like I'm yeah. I'm a little hoarse. Oh, oh. It's so like, um, like triumphant. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually well, a very sad song. bridges like those bitches I used to live with, but I'm all about forgiveness, so I'll take this tape. Love that though. Love a sad song that sounds happy. Hearts doing circles round the shifting ground that's tearing us apart. I don't get what changed, but you're not the same. And I doubt I'll ever get the chance to explain. Given the circumstance, I can feel you through the floorboards. You're shaking me to my very core. I am all these drums. <laughs> I remember just going like white in the face listening to it because oh, I also God. had no experience like telling someone that I didn't like you know collaborating with them yeah that's so tough to do because you feel like okay you've spent like so much time on this you wanted to do this like we've created this together and like how am I supposed to turn around and say like actually no I want you to change all of this yeah, the direction you went in is terrible. <laughs> All the work you yeah. did for two days, I don't like. Yeah. It's still hard. Oh, it's so tough. I mean, especially when it is somebody that's like your friend or somebody you're closer to and you do have like a close working relationship, it can be tough to like shoot down somebody's idea. Like I've definitely worked with people who've gotten really excited about an idea and then I hear it and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
I feel like I have a really good uh, situation with my bandmate now about like communicating about things like that. We have like a full week of like, we can throw out everything when we're working on a song. That's great. I don't think anything else happens in this song. I think we're, it's just these, this triumphant, ah, <laughs> all the way through the end. I'm bopping to it though. You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, I it's am too. It's not that bad. It just was like disorienting, and uh, and I hated that dude. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And I mean that experience, showing up and being shocked by uh, the space, I think would color anything he created, even if it was like, you know, something truly amazing. Yeah, I was also. Um, I wasn't straight edge anymore. I was straight edge in high school and I drank in college. Um, but I wasn't like, I didn't drink a lot and Mm -hmm. I was, I was still just very, very intense about like not doing the harder drugs. And like immediately this dude was offering me shit. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, you don't That'll understand do me. <laughs> and he did not. Yeah, no, he certainly didn't. Looking back on that, I think I handled everything as good as I possibly could have at the time. Like, not not taking the drugs, not yeah. <laughs> putting the song out, like, just kind of severing ties. Oh, there's, like, a very fun wrap up to that man's story which is like later in you know feeling because of course it didn't just like end end when I walked out the door like he sent the track he had a lot of questions about like how I was going to put it out and I had to you know like have this discussion of like I'm not going to and thank Mm -hmm. you and I actually paid him a good chunk of money just um at the suggestion of one of my musician friends to like Mm -hmm. call it sever it cleanly you know so that that guy wouldn't be like I did all of this work and you know so I paid him a good chunk of money um and then later and he would email me sometimes like some Uh. you know crazy shit um but I looked him up and he had like a televised court case (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where you know like a, like a judge judy but but right. like even a knockoff judge judy oh, um man. where someone took him to court for a really really similar situation except this musician paid him in advance and this producer guy kicked him out of the studio before he finished it so like he never gave this musician the music and they like I got to see in this um, televised court case what it would have been like if I had been more vocal about not liking things or been, like, more combative. And apparently, um, you know, I I don't always recommend chilling back and letting things go until you can leave safely. But in this instance, I'm pretty glad that I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it would really not have gone well. So good thing that uh, there was no court case necessary in your situation. Yeah, he was bonkers. So how would you say that your songwriting process has changed over the years? You know, 
it hasn't much. <laughs> I still write songs um, from the place of like, I have something to say, probably mm -hmm. to a person that I can't say, uh, or yeah, just want to say it the most poetic and well thought out I can. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like instead of writing that person a letter, I write a song. Well, I like that. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty relatable. I mean, I guess for people, not everybody writes personal songs, I guess. But for those who write songs that are personal, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the things that you feel like you can't say. Or even, you know, like the, the song that we sent on to you that's like my most recent thing I actually put out like just a couple of days ago. It's something that I said to my parents that I think is almost it's more effective as a song you know like I can say one of the major lines of the song is like promise you'll take care of you mm -hmm. and I can say that I've probably been saying it my whole life but I don't think that it has ever been more impactful than in a sweet little song <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely what has the quarantine pandemic this weird year been like for you creatively you know weirdly i've never been more effective at my job of putting music out i think it simplified things down really quickly um i had to cancel the tour right. and um really like the only way that i'm making money as a musician is like sales on Bandcamp and mm -hmm. patreon and, and, you know, like the, the pennies I get from Spotify, which, you know, right. some months are better than others, which is cool. But yeah, Patreon, um, having an agreement, even before the pandemic, January 1st, I was like, all right, I'm going to release a track every single month. I have so many songs saved up. And uh -huh. the last thing that I did for like putting out music wise, it, it, I took almost three years to make a six song EP and I just it doesn't feel good to me to do it that yeah. way um and people I, I felt like I was letting people down like I funded it on Kickstarter and it just took so much longer than I thought and mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna as a service to myself and my fans simultaneously like, I'm just going to push harder and let it be a little more lo-fi, but stick to putting out one song a month um, instead of working on, like, a whole body of songs for a longer period of time. And, yeah, I put out, with the exception of one month where I did a cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I, I put out an original song. I put out 10 of them this year. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is really something to be said for that. I mean, I think I had a s sort of similar thing, I guess, like years ago, I had a full length album. and I just sort of like sat on it and agonized over yeah. it for something like three years as well. Right. And I was like, at the point that I put it out, I was like, these songs like feel so old to me. I feel like I wrote them so long yes. ago. And, like, that's weird to me. And it's like, I have all these other things I've written that I want to be playing and I want to be focusing on, but I literally just put out this album. So yeah. I can't just like abandon those songs. Um, that is exactly my experience. Yeah. And even, even the songs that I was writing after, you know, like this six song EP, I wrote songs after that that weren't going to be on it. And, and those were old 
news as well in terms of my <laughs> right. emotions. But I loved them. Like, I, I, you know, we were talking about them being babies. Like, I mm-hmm. love my songs. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, um, when I find, like, that perfect, like, way to say something and it rhymes and mm-hmm. the cadence of the, you know, like, the rhythm of how the words come out, I'm like, I can't abandon this baby. I need it to live. <laughs> right. So that was also the gift of, like, this breakneck pace of putting out one song a month. Um, I don't know if it feels that way to you, but like getting getting one song out a month, I was doing a song, a fully produced song and a video. Sometimes the videos were much more produced than others, but like right. still a video with lyrics every every month as well. Um, and that was like uh, Chase, my Chase Burnett is my bandmate and he produced mm-hmm. all of these tracks with me. And we felt like we were sprinting every oh, single yeah. month like that's a that is a lot (laughs) I mean that is a lot of content well especially when it like because usually I don't know usually I just like have more time than that to like sit on a song or I'll like write half of a song and then I come back to it maybe a month or two later and continue Mm -hmm. it and so to like fully realize a song and then put it out is a lot I did this podcast called weekly EP where you are supposed to in seven days write and record and you know mix and master and finish an ep um and that was like a very strange experience because i just sit on them for so long but you know in this one i like wrote four songs and then just like put it out and it was so it was so different to do that because i was like i've never (laughs) i've never like put out music this fast and i've never like had i didn't even know if the songs were good i just like did it and i was like oh okay that was like a really quick turnaround rather than like you know a year or two or three or four yeah um but it also like has made me feel like that's okay to do it's like it kind of can be nicer to like create something and then like release it into the world and not sort of agonize over it for a really long time yeah for me it feels like freeing I really liked it I especially in terms of catching up to my current emotions like there were mm-hmm. songs about a breakup that I was like in a completely different headspace about, but I needed to to get that song out. I just had right. to. <laughs> what is some music you've been listening to lately that you've been enjoying? Ooh, um, I'm currently obsessed with Remy Wolf. Okay. I adore I adore her. Have you heard of her? I have not. I will have to look oh, her up. Go run don't walk she's so fun (laughs) and uh she also push uh puts out like live stuff right now like she's one of the few artists that i'm seeing put out live performances she did a drive-in show in la oh cool and it was it i wish i would have known of her before it because i absolutely Mm -hmm. would have gone she was like on the hood of people's cars (laughs) she got them to like flash their lights in unison she got people to like beep in a certain way i was like dang you can really like do a lot with a car show (laughs) remy wolf she's dope who else am i listening to i just pulled up spotify listen i love ariana grande i have to say that album is <laughs> so great I i've love been her. listening to that a lot too it's so good and 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 the album before and the album before i just well, I, yeah 
I actually have been listening to Ariana Grande like albums at a time um, since she put out what is like her little it was like her first like stepping outside of Disney yours truly in 2013 I was on tour uh, my bandmate at the time was Will Sturgeon and the two of us just listened to Honeymoon Avenue <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Way with Mac Miller Ugh, Mac Miller I love Mac Miller yeah I just like I have loved Ariana Grande for a long time. Like full, I fully listen to her records, not just singles. Oh, me too. I mean, I've like this last one and the one before too. I've just been listening to the full records. I mean, I think especially for me, ever since Into You, because there's like this one specific part near the end of Into You where mm. she like goes down on a note where she's like, "A little bit dangerous, my boy," and that like gets me every time. And I was like. She knows what she's doing. Like, she's amazing. <laughs> she really knows what she's doing. She's so... I I love the way she interviews, too. I just like her... Yes. ...approach to being a pop star. Um, well, okay, the other maybe lesser-known artist that I'm very, very excited about lately is Boy Life. Ooh, I haven't heard of them either. Oh, Boy Life. Uh, listen to Bummy, and then you'll know, like, where what I jam to in my car hardcore well thank you so much for being on the podcast oh yeah thank you for having me this was uh delightful and thank you everybody for listening bye Bye. hey thanks for listening you can find links to julia's music in the episode description and you can find us on instagram at bad songwriter and on twitter at bad underscore songwriter I've also started a new podcast. It's called Rest Stop, and it is about large roadside attractions. You can also find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that stuff. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, tell a friend about it, post about it on social media. That really helps us out. And if you are a musician who is interested in being on the podcast, you can email me at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. Okay, I hope you have a really good week. Bye. Someone I love needs a whole lot of care and I trust you to be Just as loving as you are to me Promise you'll take care of you and I promise I'll take care of me too